You're listening to a podcast from 702. As we talk the upside of failure, joining me today uh, is Simpiwe Dana. She has done amazing things in the music industry over the past uh, 16, 17 years of her recording career. She's um, uh, she's a, a uh, she's a singer, composer, producer. Her latest album Bamako is absolutely gorgeous searingly gorgeous and it's always a pleasure to welcome Osimpiwe to 702. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Always I also always enjoy talking to you, yes. Thank you for that. Thank you. And, you know, today we're talking about the upside of failure. And, you know, I've, I've just said, you know, get ready to call in or SMS us or even send those, uh, those voice notes or WhatsApp messages because we're talking the upside of failure. And of course, when we look at creatives and artists that we admire, uh, quite often we don't spend a lot of time dwelling on failures, even professional ones that are apparent for all to see or perhaps contemplating the fact that you experience personal, quiet, intimate, less public failures as well. But really what we want to explore is how you've been able to either overcome them or turn them into some kind of, um, some, some kind of learning point. And let's get right into it, Simpiwem. The first one you talk about, you know, is your depression. And whilst you say it's not necessarily a failure, you've been able to do what with it? Um. It makes me contemplative enough that uh, I get into studio and start working because also it can, you know, go go on for a protracted amount of time. Yes. So then being in that kind of space is really good for my creativity. Uh Um, And the fact that I I have time to spend by myself. So, yes, it's not necessarily a failure, but it's a a negative that I, I have turned into a positive in my life. Sure. At times. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I, so you you do qualify that by saying at times. Um, and yes, <laughs> no, it's not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take you to be able to get to that point where you were able to synthesize? Um, were you able to synthesize uh, that depression or the symptoms of it and, you know, use it to help you be creative or use it to help you be productive when you could? It actually took me long because I, I started writing... Um, when I was maybe nineteen twenty, yes, um, and it took me a while to even understand that you know I live with depression, mm-hmm. and like these feelings that I have are are not normal, like people don't you know you know experience these things normally, so um once i, I you know my my creative bone was tickled, then you know I think from when I was. 23 roundabout yes because i I remember even the first song i ever wrote i had just gone through a a traumatic experience Mm -hmm. and then i went straight to a friend's studio and 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 just like you know laid down to lubunzim and and that's how i started to realize you know um that no there's no value in depression but it can be turned into something positive if if you focus on your feelings and and try and use the time for for self care, yeah. you know, mm. so that's how it started with me. And then now after that, I would realize every few years that I was not coping anymore, and I knew that I had to get into that space again and just take out all of these feelings, you know, that I was feeling and and take them out in a song. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that 
ever since like the, the beginning of my career literally yes 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 and 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 i guess it's that um that sort of cyclical nature of your writing and your process and even the build up to it which uh, i think uh, often may what which i think makes your music so timeless because essentially it sounds to me like all of these the 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 song the music the lyrics have been brewing and building and fermenting for a long time yes. you know so it's it's yes. not it's never a splash in the pan it's music to go back to over and over and over again it really is the second story, the second story that you talk about, which is, um, which, which you, is your contribution towards a conversation around the upside of failure. There've been times in your life where, um, relationships have ended and this actually became a good thing in that it changed the kind of, it changed how you were able to be a mother, it changed how you were mothering your own children. What kind of relationships were those? I'm t- talking mainly about um, romantic relationships because at times we get ourselves into these relationships that, you know, uh, with people that are, are not necessarily compatible with us, you know, mm-hmm. and it takes a while. And, and then when they end, you feel you failed at something. Yeah. But then in retrospect, you realize how you saved yourself and your, and, and, and your children from, you know, a toxic environment mm-hmm. you know so and I'm, I'm talking about those kinds of um, romantic yeah, yeah. liaisons yeah. <laughs> sure and then how did that affect um how you approach motherhood how you view mothering um did it make you focus on that more intently or did it make you i, I don't know maybe set up harder boundaries around your children and your space with them Yes, it's, it's that. It's that. It's, it's, it's the boundaries one, and also secondly, just um, removing yourself from a, a toxic environment that you know could um, potentially um, wound your kids in the future. Yes. Um, so in in that sense, and in, and you find that it was either emotionally abusive. Um, even though you feel at the end you failed, mm-hmm. and also in retrospect, like to actually realize that those people were not being good to you, mm-hmm. and therefore we're, we're affecting your family environment. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Mm. Have you been able to have a conversation then with your children uh, once you know once you've made these breakthroughs and these realizations about relationships, and of course um, how they have the potential to either grow, you know, help you grow, positively build you up, or break you down? Have you been able to? Have have these conversations with them and say this you know these are the things that mom has gone through and experienced and this is what I'd like for you as well because ultimately they were there when these things were happening but when you're in the midst of it all you're not necessarily co- you're obviously not cognizant of um, the, the, yes. the, the big impact that they might have and you know what kind of feedback were they able to give you and say in turn mom Yes, we saw what was happening to you, or yes, mom, we see that you're you're such a you're much a happier person now, or a healthier person now. Well, my son, like you know, I've I've got two kids, right? And mm-hmm. my son is fifteen now. My daughter is is seventeen. So when they were younger, I used to protect them, mm-hmm. you know, um, from what was going on in relationships, and and just leave, right? But as they grow older, I explain to them what happened in the past. So like they, they know like I want my son to be a better man, for instance, yeah. you know, when he's older. And and I want my daughter to to 
to love herself enough to not get into those kinds of spaces, toxic environments in, sure. in relationships. So I've, I've had to sit them down both separately and just explain to them, you know, um, how we got to be where we are right now, where, you know, we try harder or uh, sorry, I try harder rather mm-hmm. to, to protect them or I remove certain people in my life and, and we keep more to ourselves. My kids and, and I keep a lot to ourselves. Yes. Um, and the, I've, I've had to learn that, that they have to come first. Um, and that some people can't be fixed and it's not my job to fix people either. Sure. Um, so, so, so yeah, like it, and if you see my kids, they're, they're much more well-rounded than they could have been had I, you know, um, chosen to stay in abusive um, situations. Yes, yes. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. It's really beautiful to hear. It's really beautiful to hear um, that you're able to turn your own experiences into, you know, good or bad, into learning points or learning lessons for the family at large. When we come back for, from our quick break, uh, Simpia, we're going to carry on our conversation and touch on the final point that you brought us regarding how you've been able to turn failure into um, a failure, into learning or, you know, found the upside of it all. It's 16 minutes past two and my guest today is Simpiwe Dana. We know her and love her as a singer, producer, and an amazing performer as well. And uh, we're exploring the upside of failure on the Azania Mosaka show. 702. 702. For the curious. On 92.7 and 106 FM. It's 19 minutes past two. You're listening to 702. And uh, if you've just joined us, you're just in time to uh, catch, I guess, the final bit of my conversation with uh, singer, producer, amazing creative and artist, Simpiwe Dana. We love her music, love her latest album called Bamako. And today we're exploring the upside of failure with this uh, soulful songbird. Simpiwe, I think what's always, uh, what I found, or what I've always found compelling about you uh, and pretty admirable is your, um, willingness to share, um, quite openly about, you, you know, your trials and your tribulations, the things that you've gone through. And it can't be easy when, you know, sometimes, uh, people are, uh, people can ca- look with quite a critical eye or a cynical eye towards the things that you're sharing. Such as being a loner or socially awkward. And it sounds incredibly, <laughs> incredibly counterintuitive that a person whose job it is <laughs> to get up on stage and transport us, <laughs> you know, is socially awkward mm. or is even a loner. What is that about? And of course, you're also going to tell us about the opportunity that you found in being a loner, in feeling awkward around people. But, you know, explain to me, explain to me what being a loner, socially awkward means to you when we've admired you on stages and on our screens as well. I was just watching, um, I was just watching Joko Yahao a couple of weeks ago and thinking, my goodness, the talent here is amazing. Well, I, I mean, I just think it saves me from a lot of trouble out there because <laughs> um, I, I'm at home and, you know, I'm doing a lot of self-care and just, you know, not being overly exposed Yes, in the industry because that can also come with, with its own problems. 
So yeah, it saves me a lot from from any of that mess, and it also gives me time to spend with my children. One and two to just you know self correct and do self care and, yes. and all of that, and that it. It helps me in in that sense then to deal with my issues with depression as well because I spent quite a bit of time with myself, mm, you know. Mm, absolutely. And 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 I've, and I've been learning a lot about um, self care like the past few years, which is why occasionally I'll even go off completely like from the public eye, mm-hmm. except for work, of course, you know, and just uh, spend time with myself. So, you know, it's often said that introverts will get that energy or sort of um, creative sustenance from, you know, recharging alone and introspecting. It sounds like that's what you're talking about. And that extroverts, obviously the opposite of that, being amongst people, mixing, socializing. When you say you've learned a lot about self-care throughout uh, over the years, what's your specific kind of self-care? What's your self-care regime? For some people, it's as you know, simple as switching off the cell phone for a few hours and just, you know, pottering around the house. But your sounds like it's definitely, um, I don't want to say more regimented, but it sounds a whole lot more intensive, if I'm correct. What, what does that tend to look like? Well, I, I think also, like you said, just pottering around the house. Now I'm getting into having lots of plants in the house, you know, and, and, and improving my space. But mostly just sitting in silence. I love silence. People don't understand that I, about me. Like yeah. I, I can sit and be silent for days and just, you know, um, going through introspecting in my head. Um so yeah, it's silence like the, like mostly, and mm-hmm. then I, I love cooking, and exploring new um, recipes, etc. Yes. Um, and then also certain people that make me feel good about myself, like very close friends, like yes. my sister, for instance. You know, so I I I withdraw from public, and and just keep my space um, with less emotional. Um, entanglements mm. with other people. Less emotional entanglements, absolutely necessary. I know that over the years mm. you've been very well known for loving to cook. You've touched on that, but also hosting your friends and the people close to you and cooking for them as well. Is that still a big feature in terms of how you interact and I guess bring the outside world into your world or is there less of that? And, and if there is less of that, uh, then we can just move. We can, you can talk to us then about you know what you're exploring and cooking you said you love to explore and play around with new flavors actually um the past two years there's been a less of that because last year my house was a complete mess with, with, with contractors and everything sure just doing some revamps and 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 those guys will destroy your house like completely <laughs> you know so I didn't have the, the, the right kind of space last year to, to host. Mm. And then this year, COVID really hit, you know. So there's been no um, way yes, of, of yes, hosting yes. either. And and also, look, th- these two events, the, the, the contractors and, and COVID have made me withdraw even more from, from society, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, so I've been more at home with the kids lately. Mm. Um, but now... The world is opening up again, and I'm sure I'll start hosting, especially because my house is almost completely done now.
All right. Well, I guess everybody's salivating. Those uh, those who know know, and who are in your tele <laughs> <laughs> in your teledex are thinking it might just be about time to hang out, Guasimpiwe. But you know, to the point of um, our, qu- our conversation and talking about the upside of failure, when you talk to uh, when you think about failure, when you talk to your children about failure, is it something to be fearful of, something to be avoided, or are you now increasingly not learning at all. how not, to not at all? T- yes. Yes. Actually, I, I try to teach them that it's okay t- to fail if you've tried your best. Some, so sometimes stuff just does not work out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know that you've, as, as long as you've done your best and, and then you fail, it's okay. It has no bearing on your character or on your capability, yeah. et cetera. So, so I'm, I'm trying to teach them that some failures are actually learning curves for them. Mm. And that's how like they should sit and and never be ashamed of failing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's quite interesting mm. to me that some some things that might be inherently part of your character, even personality traits, you've brought up as um not as as you've brought up as failures, but you've acknowledged the fact that they aren't. And I think quite often, you know, one might be inclined to say, well, why aren't I that? Um, why aren't I outgoing? Why aren't I, you know, a person who loves to be that the life of the party? Um, I should be more assertive in in my in my uh, outlook and in my uh, personality. And, yeah, and you've you've definitely made peace with that. Uh, often we beat ourselves up about what we're not, and I think the process of uh, being ca- being kinder to yourself is one that we'd uh, do well to learn from you. So thank you so much for those insights. No, no, definitely, definitely. Thank you so much, Rafilwe, and enjoy your day, and please stay safe. Definitely will do. I hope you do the same. And I must tell you, um, the latest album is still. Hi, hi, hi on uh, the car playlist and rotation. So all the best. Hopefully we'll see you out there on some stages throughout the summer um, as we uh, attend these events. But obviously keep it safe and social distance.